Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hey guys, it's Dr. Whitney, and I am back again with a new episode for you today. Today we're going to get into it, okay? So, you know, buckle in. We are going to get real today about issues that moms face, that women face. Today we're going to talk about our bodies, and I want to tell you just from the get-go that this is not about how to be a certain size. This is not about how to have a diet that's going to make you have the most energy. This is not about how to sleep better because of the food you eat. Like This is about none of that, okay? This is about why we feel so bad about the way our bodies look. Like, why do we look at our bodies with negativity and what are some baby steps we can take to move things in the right direction. Okay, so as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of hip-hop music and pop music in general, and I'm a huge lover of Lizzo, and I have been obsessed, 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 obsessed with her new album that is called Special that dropped a bit ago, and I love Lizzo, because she's always been about body positivity. If you see her on, if you guys have watched Here Come the Big Girls, her Emmy nominated series that she did, it's so cool. Like, it's not just a reality show. She actually goes through and is doing all of this deep core work with these women and about herself. And I think it really speaks to women in general. And so I just love that about her. And I also love that on this newest album, She talks about in interviews how she tries to do what comedians do, which is make you laugh about something and kind of get you entertained and then drop a bomb on you, a bomb of truth on you. So in this album, I mean, you're like bopping around, singing, dancing, feeling like you're like on top of the world, right? Especially there's a song called To Be Loved that I love that talks about like, am I ready? Am I ready? Am I ready to be loved? And then she says, how am I supposed to love somebody else if I don't even like myself? In the middle of a pop jam, I have never heard anyone do that. And it got me thinking as I was listening to the whole album, because the beginning of the album is her like just pumping people up, being like, oh my gosh, I'm back. I'm amazing. You're amazing. we got to celebrate you. You're so special. And then toward the end of the album, she gets much more vulnerable and starts saying things about like, I've learned how to love myself, but then doing that when I'm with 
in the presence of somebody else is really, really difficult. And I think that's so true for so many women that like they could be by themselves and like feeling themselves and feeling amazing. And then they get into a group and they're comparing themselves maybe to other women when they're out in a crowd or when they're with their partner, like in an intimate way that that can be really triggering in terms of our bodies and how we feel about ourselves. So I wanted to take a step back and talk about my own journey with self-image. And so bear with me because I'm going to get vulnerable. (laughs) And about the journey that I see so many other young girls and and women on and kind of what the stats are. So as you guys know, I'm a pediatrician. I see teenagers every single day in my pediatrics clinic with eating disorders. I see young kids. I see their moms worrying about how much they're eating, how much they're exercising. The medical community is very focused on body mass index and making sure that people adhere kind of to a certain standard, all of which has great intention from the medical community in terms of keeping people safe and healthy, right? In terms of their heart health and their lung health and preventing diabetes and high cholesterol and all of these really, really important things. And I think sometimes doesn't address the bigger issues that are at play for parents and their kids. When I was growing up, I was a child of the 80s and 90s, and my parents shopped at Costco like everybody else, and they bought the, you know, Snackwell's cookies like everybody else did with like, it's zero fat, and so that should be considered a diet food, even though they had a ton of calories and they were full of fake junk. They did grapefruit and beet and you know, broth diets to lose weight for themselves. They talked openly about when they felt like they were feeling like quote unquote fat or feeling unhealthy. My mom said things like, don't look at me when she was getting out of the shower because she said that she was like too big or too overweight. She didn't want me to see that. I remember as a gosh, 10, 11 or or year old, like being in front of the television, working out, doing like abs of steel, buns of steel. When I was in high school, I remember doing Tybo. Do you guys remember Billy Blanks? I remember doing Tybo videos like all throughout high school, all throughout medical school. I was running constantly. I was on the cross country team on the cheerleading squad. And I rolled not cheerleading, but the song leading squads was like the dance team at my school. And Talking about your body in a way that was negative or like not accepting the body you're in or always trying to work on your body. But at the same time, my parents and the culture I grew up with not understanding what actually was an energy giving food or what would actually help you to have strong muscles or to have better eyesight or to have you build your immune system. So really looking at food from a place of like, what will this do to how I look as opposed to what will this do for how healthy I am was the environment I grew up in. And my parents had no intention in the world of creating any type of body dysmorphia for me, but they definitely didn't limit my access to things like reading Shape Magazine as a preteen or teen or 17 magazine or watching celebrities on shows that were super skinny. And for a long time, I felt really angry about the way that 
my parents and the culture I grew up in emphasized uh, appearance and the, the way they talked about it and the way that it felt like they didn't have any filter around the way they felt about themselves as they interacted with me as a young person. Like they were kind of damning me and leading me down this path of not loving my body and that they didn't have enough self-control basically to hide how they felt about themselves as they were talking to me about it. So for a long time, I, I felt like, my gosh, how could they, how could they do that to me? And that feeling got even stronger actually, as I had my own kids, I have two girls, right? And of course, like every other woman that I know, and Glamour Magazine, I believe it was Glamour, did a study, 2011, that showed that on average, young women and adult women have 13 negative thoughts about their body and their appearance in a 24-hour period. So like, how could I not have negative thoughts about my myself? I'm sure you guys do too. But as a parent of this generation, I feel like we've learned a little bit more about body image and about the way that we talk does influence how our kids feel, right? So I'm so careful. Like when I'm around my kids, I don't talk about, we don't have the word diet in our house, right? I don't talk about like, oh, that's a good food or that's a food that's going to make you fat. We don't, we don't say that in my house in a way that's very different than my parents raised me. And my parents were so, they were doing it unwittingly. They were not doing it purposefully but I still was kind of angry. And it really took going back one step to remove that sense of anger at my parents, the immediate culture that I grew up in, and translate that or move that over toward a sense of fierce self-compassion so in the mindful self-compassion world, they talk about gentle self-compassion, which is like, it's okay, you're feeling sad, makes sense, everybody feels that way too, right? Or there's fierce self-compassion, like, what the hell, right? Like, what, what is this? What, this is so wrong that I feel this way because these people have given me this message. I am not going to allow other people to make me feel this way. I am going to take ownership of my own feelings, right? That's like fierce self-compassion. So I had to translate this feeling of anger toward my immediate community, toward my immediate examples in my life, to a sense of fierce self-compassion and kind of righteous anger toward society at large, which tells us as women that unless we look a certain way, we are not valuable. That unless we fit a certain mold and are a certain size, we don't have as much to offer to the world. And that has trained our partners to expect something from us that's unrealistic. It has trained, it trained our parents to expect from something from us that was unrealistic. It trains ourselves to expect something that's unrealistic. It trains everybody to hold us to this really unrealistic standard that's not just hurtful, it's harmful to all of us. Mama, it is here and available for download. It's the new Modern Mamas Club app. We are so ready to join you on your personal journey from conflicted to centered. We want to take you on an evidence-based path 
from feeling conflicted all the time, from feeling pulled in all kinds of directions, from feeling burnt out to feeling really purposeful and aligned as you move through your working motherhood experience, no matter what is happening around you. So go check it out in the app store. And so I have learned over time to really try to shift that focus from this is what like the people in your immediate community maybe like did to you, quote unquote, right? To this is what society is doing in general. And man, I can choose to not let a bunch of nobodies that have no idea about me and that have no ownership over my life to have that level of influence over who I am and how I think about myself. Like that's some BS that I would let perfect strangers, like a world, let me feel terrible about myself based off the way I look because I don't look the same as I did in a bikini or a bathing suit as I did when I was 18 years old. Of course I don't. I've had two kids. I have a stressful job. I've had a life, right? So that's number one that I want you to think about. Number two is this idea of racism as it relates to body image. And I want to be really careful here because I am a white woman in 2022, right? So I do not want to speak to the experiences of people who I don't represent. I do want to speak to the expectation in Caucasian circles that has gone on for centuries and centuries to be like so corseted that you would have a fainting couch, that we would expect our ideal of beauty to be that if you are a white, rich woman, that means that you are thin enough to not have to necessarily eat and to be able to have attendants who would come to you and catch you if you fainted because you hadn't had enough. And that in the end, that actually is something that's incredibly racist. The idea of female perfection is of like a rich white woman like living on a plantation in her corsets, right? So that also gets me fired up. Like, I don't want to perpetuate that. I don't want my kids to have to perpetuate that, right? It should be that every single person, no matter what their color, no matter what their shape, is acceptable. Number three, the other thing that I have been learning a ton about and that I am really trying to instill in my own kids is this idea of there are no good foods, there are no bad foods. So there are not treats, there are not like sneaks, there are not like foods that you eat just because they're healthy, right? That every single food brings value and it's just about what is the specific value that this food is going to bring me in this moment? So maybe there is a food that brings me pleasure, like mouth pleasure, pleasure in my mouth from eating it. Like it tastes good, feels amazing. Awesome. The trick is for me to recognize that that is the value in eating it and then to accept that's why I'm eating that food. There is value in kale because, A, it tastes amazing when you put 
bunch of dressing on it. And B, it has a lot of value in terms of getting me energy for the day so that that way I'm able to really pay attention and focus more effectively in my work, right? I know that if I eat foods only that have a good mouth taste, but don't have other value for my body, that then I'm going to be more tired. I'm going to be more drained. I'm going to be more cranky. So I think that's the other thing that will move us forward when we think about things with our kids and with ourselves. Lastly, the thing that I have been learning and that I want to impart to you is this idea of a lifelong journey with food and our bodies and our image and the acceptance that it will take an entire life and will take multiple generations in order to change the stereotypes or change the expectations that we have. So the analogy that I want to make to this is equity in households. There are so many people doing amazing work and fighting to have equity in our homes and in our workplaces and saying like, we can't wait, we want it now. And I agree with that. And I would love it if we could snap our fingers and make everything equitable and change all the systems. And I know that there's generations before us who have not been trained that way. And so to undo all of the expectations around gender roles in homes and gender roles in the office, I know is not necessarily going to be something that like happens overnight. I want it to. It would be so amazing if it did. And I know it's probably just not going to. Similarly, with our bodies and the way that we look at our bodies as women, this has been since the beginning of time, right? That women have been objectified that since America at least, right? And way before that, like racism and having this like thin white ideal of a woman in a corset who can faint on her couch, right? That's been, that's been drilled into us for a very, very long time. It's been drilled into us forever that to be attractive to a mate, to be able to have a mate want to stick, stick with you, that you have to be attractive physically, that you have to fit a certain mold physically. Here is the other thing that I want you to get really fired up about, Mama. And this made me so much more angry. And I want to change the narrative for myself and for my kids. When we say we don't like our bodies, we are in large part saying that we don't like ourselves. And it is almost impossible to trust yourself if you don't like yourself. So The message that you've gotten from society that your body is not good enough the way it is and that it needs to change translates into you don't like yourself, which translates into you don't trust yourself, which makes it so that then in every other aspect of your life, you trust yourself less too. You trust yourself less when you are having to have a business conversation with a partner or a vendor or someone that you're working with. And you have to say like, am I right or am I crazy on this? I should stand up for myself here. It affects you when you are trying to build equity in your home. You have to dig deeper to trust yourself in that scenario as well. It undermines your ability to trust yourself as a parent, as an employee, as an employer, as a leader. Every single facet of your life as a woman is undermined because of the societal impact of body stereotypes in the U.S. 
and globally, but even more in the country in which we live. And so encouraging you, like I encourage myself, that this is the type of thing that is not a one and done mindset change. This is the type of thing that takes time. That's why I'm excited about the Lizzo album, because I think the more and more that this type of good rhetoric that comes out, that's about body positivity, but also vulnerability at the exact same time is exactly what we need. We need more people talking about how they really feel about themselves. We need more people coming around each other and encouraging and lifting each other up. And that's what we are here to do at Modern Mommy Doc. It's not to change you. Like you come to a conference, we tell you like change your life. Now it's changed. Now you're done. It's to remind you, it's to be along with you, it's to support you, it's to step into the gap for you when you are not feeling good about yourself, about your appearance or where you are in life when you're feeling stuck. Those things don't change in an instant or forever based off one decision that you make. Those things change over time because the messages that you've had ingrained into you since the moment you were a little girl, those things are the things we have to address. Okay, A, go listen to Lizzo's album if you haven't already. And like, don't listen to it with the babies in the room, right? As Robin Arzone says at Peloton, you gotta listen to that solo, put the earbuds in, take the babies out of the room, listen to it because it's for grown people, okay, (laughs) to listen to. So full disclosure there. So A, do that. B, take some time to think about why you feel the way you do about your body and to get fired up about like some of you have some major trauma that has happened in your life from parents or from people that came before you or from, you know, partners that you've had before, total wrongs that 100% be angry at those people and to start getting angry at the messages that we receive from the world and to be patient with yourself. I am learning to be patient with myself as well. And I am here with you, mama. mama. If you want more of the Modern Mommy Doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.